Welcome to another edition of Conversations of the Heart. Um, as always, it is your boy T. Till. We have a very, very special guest here in the building with us today, uh, Dr. Carmen McNeil Clink Scales. Um, she is uh, she has a PhD in psychology and she has expertise in in, in mental illness and social behavior. Uh, she she has been pouring out uh, for over twenty years, um, teaching and training on a particular topic. Um, and I'm going to name about a couple of them um, that 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 she has and and hope that you guys follow with me here. So she, she teaches training courses. Uh, one of them is called Power to the Period, uh, Rock with Your Menstrual Rhythm, um, and Dad's Puberty Playbook. Um, so, you know, she's also a graduate of, of the California Black Women's uh, Health Project Advocacy Training Program. Um, and she also was the former host of a very popular internet radio talk show uh, called Spiritually Juicy. Um, so, Dr. Carmen, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing the show. Appreciate you uh, coming on the show. So for the people who don't know who you are, just tell the people just a little bit about who you are. Yeah, well, again, Terrence, thank you so much for having me. Um, but as far as who I am, I'm a mom. I have a 16-year-old son. I'm a wife as well, amazing husband. Um, but I think what's really, really important, particularly for this uh, episode of the show, is that I'm very, very clear that I was put on the planet to empower girls and women. And I also know that men and boys are key to that empowerment. And so um, I focus on um, helping people understand, have a better understanding um, of puberty and particularly the menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when people hear that, they're like, uh oh, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. I don't want to talk mm -hmm. about that. Um, but what's really interesting in trying to shift the negative stigma about it is that um, when we lean in to understanding, um, the menstrual cycle for women can be an amazing guide for self-care. And when boys and men understand it, it can be a major way of connecting and building deeper relationships. It's amazing. Mm, I love that. And and yes, especially when it comes to this topic, uh, you know, one thing that struck me when I read uh, Power to the Period, I was like, oh, okay, so, so she's is catching eyes and making people uncomfortable. But um, it is a topic that I that it is needed um, because I think understanding is key, like you said, um, to have an understanding of young girls um, and for boys to have that understanding, too, um, so that they can understand what women go through. Um, and there won't be a lot of ignorance and things like that so that we, so that they grow up and with that understanding and then ultimately understanding they're wanting to have an understanding of their wives at some point, their girlfriends, whatever cases as they're growing up and so that they can have a good education and hopefully they can actually learn, um, more about women, um, in other circumstances about what they go through in life. And, um, so I love what you're doing. Um, and I know that like your vision is really to create a global community um, of girls and teens and women um, who are flowing forward. Um, you know, <laughs> see, I, I love I love the wordplay uh, that you have. And um, and, and we're going to get into this. So um, when it comes to. Period empowerment, because that that's what you about you about period empowerment. So what 
because you don't have any, you said you, you have a son, right? No daughters. No daughters. So, um, so what really made you get into this work? Um, you know, you, uh, uh, you have a doctor, I mean, a PhD in psychology, right? So what really made you say, this is what I put on this earth to do? You don't have any daughters. Um, cause normally it seems like that might be like, Oh, I have daughters. Oh, light bulb. Boom. This, this is what I'm doing. Right. But you no daughters. So what prompted you to say, I, I want to go down this road. I've been placed on this earth to do this work. Yeah. So I, de- I don't have biological daughters, but I have lots of community daughters, right? These girls are me. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm all about helping, you know, our our community daughters and, you know, being in psychology background and psychology and mental health, um, the mental health for our girls is an issue. It's an issue for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's an issue, you know, in terms of self-esteem, in terms of suicidal ideation, mm-hmm. um, in terms of these girls comparing themselves to what's happening on social media and TikTok and not looking like them, but wanting to look like them and using mm-hmm. that to evaluate who they are. Mm-hmm. This is deep. And so, um, I've been teaching since 1998 and uh, teaching psychology since 1998 and, uh, probably about. I don't know, five, 10 years in, I started teaching the psychology of women. Mm. And right. (laughs) And that's when I started really looking critically about how the menstrual cycle is couched, like how it's discussed, how it's advertised, how Mm -hmm. it's talked about, how it's not talked about. And all the stuff that I saw for most, for the most part was negative. Mm. Uh, particularly in the United States. And I was like, well, wait a minute. (laughs) This is a natural cycle that's required for the human species to continue. Mm. Why is there not more respect on it? Right. So this is Mm. my sort of pondering my question. Like we need this to continue. Right. Right. And uh, so I started looking at how, you know, in some other cultures, when a girl experiences menarche, which is the technical term for her very first period, there's like a celebration. It's like a community celebration. She's dressed up and all this beautiful garb and there's a feast and it's like uh-huh. her coming out party. Like, right. yes, you know? Um, and then there are some studies that say that, you know, in some other countries that there's where there's not as much negative stigma, you know, around uh-huh. how it's discussed. When those women come to the U.S., <laughs> they start experiencing more physical pain <laughs> around wow. their menstrual cycle. Yes, because how it's perceived impacts how we experience it. And this is so real. So this is how I got here. I started really realizing that girls were not receiving basic education about their bodies. Mm. And that lack of basic education was contributing to their lack of self-esteem, was contributing to their disempowerment. Mm. So, for example, um, in my Power to the Period workshop, mm-hmm. um, which is for girls and uh, and their mom or their mm-hmm. female caregiver, I start, you know, I do some basic anatomy education right and so Mm -hmm. bless these girls little hearts they thought 
that the hole they pee from is the hole that they bled from. And that's two mm -hmm. different holes. It's two different openings, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of times girls not knowing about their bodies mm -hmm. is what contributes to shame about their bodies. So mm -hmm. what I do is I teach them the power of their bodies. I teach them how, um, you know, it's important to know all four phases of the menstrual cycle, which frankly, a lot of grown women don't know. Mm. And that when you know that you can sync your lifestyle with your cycle and that's how you start flowing forward in power and flowing forward in confidence. And so mm -hmm. it's just really, really amazing work. Wow. That's a lot. And, and so now it's one thing for women to understand their own bodies right now. That's a big task in and of itself, obviously, right? Like, cause you said some grown women don't even understand or don't know. But I have the knowledge, understanding, right? So now we're gonna go from that to the other side. How do we get these young boys and and men to understand more about their women, right? And so you have another, you know, program which is called Dad's Puberty Playbook, right? Um, so why was it so important for you now to bring this out with fathers? Um, you know, and, and also putting out this work to the public. So now even young boys can like learn and, and, and hear and understand more about, about women, right. And, and, and young girls and the counterparts and things like that. Why was that so important for you? Yeah. A couple of reasons. So first off, um, studies show that when girls are in adolescence, when they're becoming mm -hmm. a young woman, right, they can actually feel their dads distancing themselves. I'm going to say more about that. I saw that question on your face. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear more about that. Yes. Right. So what's happening is that it's hard for dads to see daddy's little girl becoming a young woman. It's mm -hmm. hard for them to see the little princess developing breasts and needing a bra and having, you know, rounder hips, right? It's hard for dads to wrap their brains around that. They want to keep her seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Protection. <laughs> right. They want to yeah. keep her seven. Yeah. And so when she has her first period, usually dads are like completely shocked because it was not on their radar when, you know, it for girls, puberty starts a year before they've started their period. So stuff is mm. going on internally. Mm. So dads often feel like they've been hit by a Mack truck, right? They're unprepared. Wow. They, they don't know what to do. They're like, oh man, what? She got a bra. Wait mm. a minute, what happened? <laughs> mm. And so what I learned is that a lot of times because of dads just lack of knowledge and how mm. to support their daughters, you know, through puberty, um, there can be a gradual disconnect as, mm -hmm. you know, their daughter is in or going through um, adolescence. But the power comes from dads leaning in, not pulling back because they don't know what to do, but leaning in because dads are critical for daughter self-esteem. Dads mm. are critical for daughter self-esteem, for building that foundation. Because, um, you know, a lot of times when dads freak out, like, oh no, she started her period. They're freaking out because she could get pregnant now, right? So mm -hmm. that's that's part of what the freak out is about. <laughs> like, Absolutely. oh no, what? Mm -hmm. And so dads will often go into 
protection mode, overprotection yeah. mode. Like you yeah. can't go nowhere. You got to stay in the house. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so I get it. But the problem is that the overprotection does not prepare their daughters. Protection mm. is cool, but it got to include preparation. And when I say preparation, I'm talking about having conversations about what's out there in the world, having conversations about what to look for, what to expect, having conversations about, yeah, somebody probably going to ask you to have sex. They're going to proposition it. Someone's going to, you know, uh, offer you some drugs and alcohol. And mm. when dads tell their stories about their own puberty and about their own <laughs> growing up, right, mm -hmm. and, and, and become a broken record and lean in, like daughters need to, when they out in the world, you want dad stories to be at the forefront <laughs> of their mind. Yeah, because, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, because when they're <laughs> in those precarious situations, you want them to make a decision that's going to be healthy for them, that's going yes. to be healthy for their bodies, that's going to be healthy for their self-esteem and not doing something um, to their detriment. And I'll tell mm. you a really important personal story that really, really gets that. So we're we, we going to go there, Brother Terrence. Yeah, so, I'm ready. so when I was so I grew up as a daddy's girl, okay. I have a younger brother. I definitely grew up as a daddy's girl my dad was real tall six feet four we thought he was a tree we used to climb up him, you know when we were kids <laughs> and he was very very uh socially aware socially conscious he was an elected official da, 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 da. and he would always you know tell us about the things that we gotta look out for what's going on around the world what's going mm -hmm. on here in the country as a black woman yeah. da, 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 da. okay cool but one of the things we never talked about was my development Right. Mm. My development during puberty, you know, starting my period and, you know, all of that stuff. We never had the conversation around relationships and I'm talking romantic rela relationships. We never had that mm. conversation. So, you know, in ninth grade, I had my my second crush. <laughs> mm. And uh, after several propositions for sex, like I would decline, decline, decline. Finally, I said yes. And I describe it as succumbing. And this is ninth grade. And I did that because I wanted to keep him. I did that because I was afraid he would dump me and go to the next person. Right so now. Right. Oh, so let it sink. Like this is heavy. Yeah, this yeah. is real. Right. Yeah, so yeah. what if leading into my adolescence, my puberty, or maybe, you know, on the cusp of it, what if my dad had conversations with me about how this is coming, right? Right, right? And how I would be loved by him regardless. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, someone is continuing to make that sort of proposition after you declining several times, right. then they're probably not seeing you. They're seeing something else. Mm -hmm. Like how powerful that sort of conversation would have been right yeah, so when i'm yeah. in this situation i'm like oh wait a minute my daddy told me <laughs> that you're looking for something else you're not really wanting me you know so and right. i'm not willing to share my body with someone who mm. just wants that like daddy, yeah. daddies come on mm. mm -hmm. and i think so one let me ask you this what did what happened when your father found out when he found out what that you were having sex in the ninth grade. 
he did not find out that I was having sex in the ninth grade. Oh, sir, I hope you're not watching this today because you're you going to find out. <laughs> he did not find out, right? All of that stuff was done in secrecy, which builds a whole nother thing. You know, yeah. Yeah. looking for the spot to get busy and all mm. of that and do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's interesting, and I'm going to lay another bombshell. Uh oh, <laughs> Come I like on, bombshells, but I like bombshells, but I don't know where this is going, but I like it. So, uh, so in the ninth grade, no, he did not find out. Uh, but I had the same boyfriend all throughout high school, so we had a lot of sex during that. Oh, mm -hmm. so, um, in in the in the twelfth grade, I got pregnant. And mm. I, uh, we, we, it was a collective decision. Mm -hmm. We decided that um, I would have an abortion. Mm. So I had an abortion that was also done in secrecy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, like, I thought I was home free. Like, we, I left school that day and da, 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 da. And, you know, we had a friend that I rested at their house afterward and recovered. Mm -hmm. and, whoa. So there's, uh, at least back then, there's, you know, some right. education that you take afterward to make sure you're good. Mm -hmm. well, my mom happened to find <laughs> that medication. I don't know how she, she probably knew something. Her mommy, mama spider skills was probably. I was, you know, I was be knowing. Right. So she found the medication and that's how they found out that I had an abortion. And that's how they found out that I was having sex. Ooh, <laughs> Right. So my dad was disappointed. Um, he was, which hurt because I was a daddy's girl. I was still a daddy's girl, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So he was disappointed. He was shocked. Both my parents were, um, yeah. actually, because I was the good girl. I had, like, straight A's. I was on the honor roll. I was in leadership, The all the, you know, clubs and stuff. And woo 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 right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did all that good stuff and I did some other stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so anywho, you know, we ended up having a conversation afterward. I was embarrassed, you know, that he had found right. out and that's how he found out. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and then still, there really wasn't a whole lot of discussion around it. It was like, okay, this is done. Abortion is not a form of birth control. Don't do it no more. Right. And Done. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's it. Wow. So, I mean, this is a good, well, one lesson in a conversation for men uh, out there um, who are growing up, right? Um, well, not really growing up, but, but for the men out there who have daughters. Um, really, this is important for you to have this type of conversation um, with your daughters early right because in this day and age right in this day and age what i'm realizing is there's a lot of you know women there's they're powerful women they're making money they're working long hours they're doing a lot of different things and sometimes the men could be working but they may get home a little earlier or whatever the case is or they could be single men raising kids at this point right um so with that said um a lot of men might be more prone to getting that call. Oh, hey, dad, mom's at work. Um, I need a pad or 
period, or whatever the case is, bad or I, I'm leading it at school, whatever the case is, you might, ha- you might get that call, right? So you've got to know how to handle these things, right? You can't be afraid to go into the store and do what you got to do, right? Because that, that's always been a big thing. Man, I can't go in the store, go out there and come out there getting them pads, man. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you can't do that, right? Like, you've got to be able to do these things for your daughter. But like you said, you hit puberty a year before you start your period, right? So question for you, for the men out there, what or are, are, are there any questions that maybe guys can ask their daughters at a certain age to begin to understand signs or, you know, to, to learn more about their daughters. Hey, are you feeling this? Or like, what do you feel like? Like what is, cause I know every woman is different. Every girl is different. Everybody's body's different. Right. But like, what are some of the key signs that you, that a man can say, be alerted to, right. Or questions that they can ask um, their girls um, to begin to learn or begin the process for that time when they start having their period. Right, right. So I want to address something else before I address that. So make sure I get back to what you just asked. (laughs) But one of the things that you said was it's important for dad's parents to Mm. start early in terms of what I call laying the foundation of body positivity. Mm. So when we think about our kids, when they're one and two years old, they know where their head is. They could point out their nose, their ears. Right. But we don't teach them words like penis because we we feel uncomfortable about it. Right. Mm. We don't teach them vulva, which is the external genitalia of of a woman. A lot of people think that vagina is vulva, but it's not. (laughs) Um, So like with my son, I taught him all his parts and the correct words. I didn't use words like wee wee and Peter and da, 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 you know all of that kind <laughs> of stuff. I use penis. That's what I yeah, use. Yeah. I didn't put no funny energy on it. Just the same kind of energy around. This is your toe. This is your penis. This is your eye. Da, 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 woo woo. Right. So mm-hmm. they don't know as kids. They start feeling our energy when we put funny energy on it. Mm-hmm. And so parents, we got to be really re- and and. Uh, Godfathers, <laughs> we got to <laughs> yes, be indeed. really, really conscious of the energy and how we're talking, you know, to our children. So I just want to lay that foundation oh. first of body positivity. I love that. Start early, right? Especially when dads are in on the teaching. So first of all, um, ideally, before their daughter gets there, mm-hmm. dads have already laid a foundation of body positivity. So that starts when they are toddlers, teaching them their nose, teaching them mm-hmm. their eyes, their head, their yep. penis, their vulva, not putting any funny, funny energy on it, right? Because as adults, we sexualize it. So that's what makes it uncomfortable. Mm. Um, a two-year-old, no, they're just like, oh, this is something else on my body, just like my toe. So mm. hopefully... <laughs> dads have laid that foundation of body positivity. So that's around there like two, right? And then they creeping up on age five and then they're creeping up on age seven. And ideally that around seven, eight is when it would be good for parents, dads included to start having conversations, laying the foundation for period positivity. Mm. Like this is what's coming. 
These are the changes that you will notice in your body. So for example, girls before they experience menarche, before they have their first period, a lot of times a year before that, they'll have a growth spurt, right? Mm. They'll have a really significant growth spurt. They're really, really tall. Um, so that's a sign, right? Um, sometimes girls will experience as their breasts begin to bud uh, it'll feel like tender in that area you know mm -hmm, tender mm -hmm. to the touch so yeah. um if they if they have a hug or something or they lay a certain way it'll be a new experience like oh you know i feel you know tender like that so mm. as their breasts you know begin to begin to bud um certainly for girls just like the boys Gotta wash them armpits when then you start smelling that little funk. It's like, wait a minute, something's <laughs> changing. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those days. Uh, you know, mom was smelling so me. Boy. It's about <laughs> right, right. So it's about parents being observant, mm -hmm. knowing what the signs are, but and being ahead of the game. Right. So we don't, as we talked about before, a lot of times dads are shocked when their daughters start their period. And we don't want dads to be behind the eight ball because it will like it's it's highly probable, as you said, that dads will be the one at home with the daughters when she starts her period or, you know, she'll be at school or whatever your parenting, you know, situation is, you may get the call. So you dads, you want to be ready. You want to bring your game to your daughter <laughs> i feel i have so many dads that say to me or i'll see it on facebook um you know dads posting the pictures with their daughters it's all cute and everything mm -hmm. and like, yeah, i'll do anything for my daughter really okay dad then you need to educate yeah. yourself on puberty on the female anatomy you need mm. to chuck your own you know shame around it insecurities around it taboo around it lean into the conversation mm. you need to understand the menstrual cycle you need to understand all four phases you need to understand how to help your daughter take care of, her, of herself during every phase mm. and you need to understand how she can use that as a guide to her self-care and you also need to value your fatherhood enough to mm. prepare her for what's coming in the world, dads. We need mm. you to do that. Mm. Right. And not just prepare them for what we're comfortable with. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, because we're comfortable with having certain conversations about, listen, you better have no boys, but it's how boys are this, boys are that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go here, you can't go there. Like, it's dangerous out there in these streets. It's like, like we're, you know, because that's the, that's the machismo. That's like, that's the, that's the essence of like fatherhood. Like, I got to protect my my daughters and make sure that nothing's bad is going to happen to them right and and that's needed too i'm not saying that um that's definitely needed but this is a part of it as well and i know a lot of us are uncomfortable <laughs> i know two thousand percent it's like go to uh yeah i think your mother might know a little bit more about those kind of things you might want to you might want to head upstairs and uh have that conversation yeah and whenever you need some you know, some protection, you know, I got you, you know, I, I got this, but, but maybe mom can get that and you go upstairs and do that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but like you said, that could leave a, a thing where it's like, well, why doesn't daddy want to know? Or why doesn't daddy want to learn? Or why doesn't daddy want to have those conversations with me? Something wrong with me? What's going on? Right. right. Um, so then that leaves the, the daughter feeling a little unprotected. Right. Yes. yes. Um, 
so how about this? So what do you say to, because this is a hot topic out in the social media world, you know, these gender roles, right? So what would you say if people are like, well, that's really should be a mother's job. You know, it's a father's job to do this. It should be a mother's job to, 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 to do that. Right. Um, what do you say to that? Because that is a hot topic out here um, about what a woman should do and what a man should do. Um, and neither of those paths should cross. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it should just be like this and that's it. Right. And historically, um, these conversations surrounding periods and things that it's been done by the mother. Right. Um, so what do you say to that? Yeah, so I disagree on this particular topic. Oh, I know. I think it's not. I want to disagree. <laughs> and for a couple reasons. So, one, historically, yes, moms have been the educators um, around menstruation and periods, but not in a positive aspect, mm. at least not in the US. Ooh. So, I'm conducting what's called a period stories project where I'm interviewing men, women, boys, girls, variety of ages, backgrounds, all that stuff. Cause we all have a period story and the grown women who 30, 40 years old, you know, that I have been interviewing are many of them, not all, but many of them are saying that they knew nothing before their period started. Like there was no education at all. Nobody talked to them. So when wow. they started their period, they go to pee, they go to the bathroom and they see blood in the crotch of their panties. They're freaked out. Like literally that. think that they're dying. Right. Yeah. Like literally because they had no education. And so that's because that's the negative stigma, stigma about it is so deep. Like wow. it's so thick that women are continuing to communicate. Right. We talk about uh, the term generational traumas. Yeah. Well, women are passing down the trauma <laughs> to their daughters, unfortunately. Right. Wow. So. That if a daughter gets any education, like she might get it from school, the sex ed class, right? Mm -hmm. Education, whatever they mm -hmm. call it now. She, mm -hmm. she might get a little something from that. Um, but for a lot of girls, if she's getting any education, the education is here's a pad, here's a tampon, go forth. Mm. That's the education. So we're doing our daughters, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And this is not to blame anybody like right, of course. blame nowhere here, but um, it's my opinion that we're doing our daughters a disservice, first of all, by not starting the conversation early and laying those seeds like we already talked about, those seeds of body positivity, mm -hmm. um, but couching it in a way that like, hey, this is something to be celebrated. You have the power to manifest. And I just don't just mean, you know, uh, ha having a child like, ooh, yeah, that is powerful. You know, right, right, right. That, mm -hmm. you know, God given us, you know, that power, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to do that, but also to, you know, manifest ideas and create like creation in the biggest sense. Right. right. And so when it's couched that way, it's experienced differently. It's mm. experienced more positively. So that's one of the reasons that I believe dads should be a part of this because mm -hmm. even the grown women are not giving positive education, if any. 
So mm. the other reason that it's important for dads um, to lean in, and you know, as we're talking about gender roles and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. is that a lot of times when dads say, "Go talk to your mama," da 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 da, it's because they haven't yet understood their value as a father in this critical point of your daughter's development. Mm-hmm. So That's what powerful. I'm asking, what I'm challenging dads to do is to um, understand your value as a father. Dads, when you lean into this, you will positively impact your baby's self-esteem. You mm. don't want her out there making decisions to keep a boyfriend just because like you don't want her, you know, making those types of decisions. Mm. So that's why this is not a gender role thing to me. This is a parent thing. And also dads, when you're leaning into these so-called taboo conversations, um, and being vulnerable, because yes, you gonna feel uncomfortable. Yes, so what? Feel it and do it anyway. Mm. Because what you're going to do is you're gonna model for your daughter the importance of having these courageous conversations, and I call this call them courageous connecting conversations. So when she's you know out and about, out in the world, deciding who she wants to have a romantic relationship with. She's going to be using that as a foundation for how she discerns mm. who she chooses to engage with. Can this mm. person have these conversations with me? Can we go there in a way that's respectful and uplifting? So mm. that's why it's important. Parents. I love that. Um, and it is a foundation because it's very important to know, especially as you get older, like when you start you know, dating and things like that. You know, if you're going through some things, because every woman's body is very different. Some people have more painful periods than others and more heavier flows than others and things like that. So you might be dating somebody and you might be having you might you might be one of those people who are experiencing it heavy or, you know, you have things that's painful, right? Cramps and this and that third. And and now the guy you're dating, maybe he dated somebody else that didn't have that, you know, who had it like, you know, light and whatever the case is and, and didn't go through certain things. And now he's looking at you like, well, what's wrong with you? You need to go to the doctor, you know? Um, and then you ask him like, hey, can, like, can you go get these things from the store? And he's looking at you like, uh, me? Uh, I can try to Amazon <laughs> it to you. Like, you know, it might take two days to get there. Uh, but you know, um, or it's like, Hey, I'll order it for you. And then, you know, you can just go to target and go pick it up yourself. Right. <laughs> um, and, and these are things that it, that makes women feel unseen and unheard, um, in relationships. Right. Um, uh, because to them is very simple, you know, it's like, well, like, you, you know, you're going around having sex with me and this and that and there. And now you can't even go out, go get you know, a simple pad or, or tampon. And um, so the the discernment, you know, around that is real because as a woman, if your father was, was able to talk to you about these things and then you get a guy who can't, you're like, wait, so my daddy can talk to me about this stuff, but you can't. Uh, man, get up out of here, man. You know what I mean? Like, like, th- like this is not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work because now your dad presents a different type of a of, of a father figure and a man, right? It's like because now you're gonna want that modeled for your daughter if you have one, right? Um, so I can see what you mean by that, uh, because th- this is in a very, very much so an important conversation for men to have, and also a good conversation 
for your father to men for for you to teach your boys also um about women about young teenagers about their struggles about what they go through you know why you shouldn't be maybe pressuring them right because they're going through different things in their bodies and whatever the case is and teaching them to have compassion and empathy at an early age so that they could be educated so when they go out into the world and when they date um they have the same compassion and empathy as you taught them to have right so that's very much so very 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 important um so you have um one thing that we didn't talk about is something called rock your menstrual rhythm <laughs> i love these i love these titles <laughs> um what is so what is that program about yes so initially i started working with girls as i mentioned before i wanted mm -hmm. to because i knew that they weren't getting positive education if they were getting any education so that was my initial you know sort of leap into um into this area and so the that's the power to the period workshop it's a four-hour workshop where for the first two and a half hours or so it's just me and the girls mm -hmm. and so the moms or the female caregiver could be auntie grandmother whatever they join us at the end and I create a beautiful sort of mother-daughter connection, sort of like a little mini rite of passage, you know, mm -hmm. ceremony at the end. It's it's fantastic. It's amazing. Like words can't express I love that. The, the bonding that occurs. Right. So what I learned from witnessing that is that grown women have so many traumas or residue about their own cycles that they're still mm. carrying. And I was like, oh, shoot, wait a minute. <laughs> my my grown sisters need some support too. <laughs> so that's where the rock with your menstrual rhythm workshop, that's how it was born, right? Wow. That was the intention behind that too. To first of all, teach grown women about what I, what not just me, but what's called the red thread. And the red thread represents how her mother line, meaning her mother, their mother, 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 mm -hmm. how they experienced each um initiation so right. like when you start your period that's an initiation when you do when you get married that's an initiation if you become a mother that's initiation mm. how they experience that mm -hmm. whether they know the stories or not impacts how they themselves were experiencing it so mm -hmm. for those you know the people like i talked about who were interviewing who didn't get any education or got negative education because the shame is often built into the education that they're getting. Like, you know, and moms are saying, you can get pregnant now, keep your legs closed, da, 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 and that's it. Mm. <laughs> so grown women were carrying so much residue around that. So teach them about the red thread, teach them about all four phases of the cycle, how to sync up their lifestyle with their cycle, because there are some people who consider the menstrual cycle to be like one of the vital signs for women mm. you take your blood pressure heart rate da, 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 check the menstrual cycle how is it you know how's it going it can be an indicator of some other things and so when um women learn how to set healthy boundaries how to deal with that so-called pms stage right. uh, phase of the cycle how to deal with it positively then they have a much uh, more positive experience of their own cycle. And I encourage them to talk 
with their partners about it. Because mm. let me tell you that when a man understands the menstrual cycle, mm -hmm. when he understands her phases, mm -hmm. when he understands the pattern yep. and can stay a step ahead, mm -hmm. when she's in the phases where she's maybe not feeling good, right? And the man who's been paying attention knows that you know, she would like to have her feet rubbed or knows that she would like to have her back rubbed or knows that she needs the hot water bottle to put over, you know, her uterus for that comfort or knows whatever oils that she needs. When he initiates that stuff, man. <laughs> knows what she's craving. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are like in like flinch. She's going to appreciate you so much. Yeah. For paying attention to her. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a different level of intimacy, a different type of intimacy. Um, and, you know, and it's not it just shows that you're actually in you're in it like you, you're not just in it for the regular intimacy or whatever the case is. You're, you're actually in tune with her. You're in, you're in tune with her body and you're in tune with her needs. Right. And I think that is something that's very uh, important, um, especially in relationships and things like that. So. Correct me if I'm wrong. So kind of wanted to ask you this about period tracking. So um, with all of the new laws that has popped up, right, about, you know, abortions, this, that, and the third, different states have different, you know, have prohibited, you know, even different surgeries that women would need, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But they were talking about period tracking on your phone and certain things like that, like you shouldn't do any period tracking on your phone anymore because now if you do that, you know, the government, you know, if you're trying to get certain procedures or whatever the case is, um, it could be held against you. Um, you know, just a lot of just, just, just different things like that. Right. Like, so when it comes to period tracking, would you advise, you know, using apps or or would you just say track it manually on your get an Excel or Google Sheet and just put, crunch in those numbers? Um, like what? Like what are your kind of uh, suggestions on period tracking? Yes, this is a, a wonderful question. Thank you for asking it. So first of all, period tracking is important. Yeah. So that's how a, a, a girl, woman, a person who menstruates, that's how they understand what their normal is. Because, yeah. like you said, everybody's different. You know, some people cycles is the standard 28 days. That's the average. Some people less than that. Some people longer than that. So every person who menstruates needs to understand what their normal is. And not only in terms of, you know, amount of flow and, you know, tracking the days and all that, but also in terms of like your energy levels, your appetite, your sleeping, um, your bowel movements, like all of that is important, like really getting in and, you mm -hmm. know, logging and tracking all of that stuff, your emotions, you know, if there are things coming up that are triggering you or whatever. So uh, I really encourage comprehensive tracking. And yes, there have been some concerns about the privacy or confidentiality of the tracking apps. Mm -hmm. So um, you can still use the app. There's some, you know, good ones out there and you may want to gauge it depending on what state you live in. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some beautiful, <laughs> some <good ones. laughs> 
There's this beautiful book, and I'm not an affiliate or anything like that, but it's called The Cycle Tracking Journal. Mm-hmm. It's magnificent. The book is red, <laughs> um, but yeah. it's just a beautiful book, and it it guides people through tracking all that stuff and more that I just described. And it's it's almost like because this is spiritual, right? I want mm-hmm. people to know that understanding the menstrual cycle is a spiritual process. When romantic partners connect, and you know the the boyfriend or husband is able to know her patterns and all that, like. That's like you said, that's a deeper connection. This is like a spiritual connection. And so mm. um, you can, you know, use something like the cycle tracking journal, which I have one. And it, it's actually, it helps you to reflect on who you are and um, and what's going on in your life. And mm-hmm. um, reflecting is a wonderful part of what I teach about t- taking care of yourself during the different phases of the menstrual cycle. So yes, track. That is yeah. absolutely important. And for, for, you know, for those people who menstruate, of course, it's important to track, to know your patterns and to share it with your romantic partner. That's a part of that spiritual connection. It's a part of that deeper connection so that your partner will understand what you're going through, will understand your experiences. Unfortunately, Girls and women are taught to keep their periods a secret, to not talk about it. And Mm. that perpetuates the stigma that leaves people who don't menstruate in the dark, you know, like clueless. Like, I don't know what the heck is going on other than I just need to get ghosts for five days because I don't know what's happening. Right. So (laughs) that's not a way to connect. Like, that's not a way to bond. Mm. So this tracking and knowing your patterns, sharing your patterns with your partner is just a beautiful way to deepen your connection. I love that. Um, so let's talk to uh, the young girls out there, um, you know, your teens, you know, in uh, your community. Right. So what would you say um, to a young teenager who's feeling shame, um, who's who's not really understanding what's going on with their body at this point. Um, and they might be listening to the podcast right now, you know, um, and, and, and saying like, Oh man, like I'm learning so much from Dr. Carmen. Right. Um, and which we all are. And so, but what would you tell her, right. Who's feeling confused, shame, um, about what she's feeling in, in her, in her body right now. Right. So first of all, I would tell her that, there's a lot of education that she hasn't received yet, right? And it's nobody's fault, and I play, not placing blame. Unfortunately, it's a societal issue. Yes. Um, so I would say, bless your heart, beloved. <laughs> I understand why you would be feeling this way about your body in this social context. Mm. So there's a lot of education that you haven't received yet. And if you're open, to, you know, receiving the positive education, the way that you can learning about the way that you can feel good about your body, that you can understand your body, that you can use it as a guide to help you take care of yourself and feel great about yourself, then I'm here for you. And I have had yet to have a team say no, that they're not open, you know, to, to learning that because they want to feel better and they want to know, let me just share with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm working, I have workshops, but then I also work one-on-one just depending on people's schedules and all that. So I have a mother who came to me whose daughter is eight in the third grade. 
eight years old and asking questions. I'm going to just call her Jaya, right? So, mm-hmm. so Jaya has been asking her mama questions like, what is a period? When will I wear a bra? What are those things for that you're putting in your underwear? Talking about pads, oh. right? So mm-hmm. she's curious. She's asking questions. So I started working one-on-one. I divided into four sessions. And so during the first session, I'm getting to know Jaya and she shares with me that she is the founding member of the GPC at her elementary school. What's the GPC? The Girls Period Club in the third grade. She, yes, she and five of her friends have come together. They come together at recess to try to educate each other on periods because they are curious. They want to know about their bodies. They want to get ready. They want to be prepared. These girls are eight in the third grade trying to educate each other. They don't know what they're talking about. So first of all, (laughs) bless their hearts, right? Like great for them for wanting to support each other. And she was like, yes, we have six people, but we want to get to 10, you know, because they want to, you know, educate each other, have more people in the GPC, but we got to have positive education for them. So, yeah. She might be like a, she might be at some point, she might be a little you. Uh, right, right, <laughs> right. Because I gotta train some folks that can take over after. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the next generation. <laughs> That's so amazing. Um, now on the flip side to that, um, and I don't, I don't think a lot of boys were asking about this, right? But you know, what would you tell just young men out there, right, about education about this topic, right? Because young men are young men, you know, they're Ah, we are, you know, young, young men at a certain age are, are just very much. So has a lot of testosterone, right? It's, it's crazy. Um, and you know, you start liking, you know, you know, these little crushes and things like that. And, and even yourself, like you may not know what to do with your own urges or whatever. So you're like, like, you know, like how you went through in school and things like that and boys and right. So what would you tell young men about a young woman's um process um and the things that she's going through right and how can he be of help if any um to even his friends you know you know talking about the young kids and romantic things but like even just as a friend because i think that's important too right just as a friend how can you support your other friends right who may be going through something um and may not know why or may be ashamed to talk about it like you say right um so what would you tell, you know, these young men out there who may be in high school or junior high or whatever the case is and um, are encountering these things for the first time? Right. I love this question. Um, and I have a son who's 16. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. You know, OK. Yeah. And we talk about these things regularly. Um it's just a part of how we get down in, in, in our household. And it. it's not like I sit him down and say, we're about to have the talk, you know, like <laughs> that, that never goes over well. That's uncomfortable. You know? Thank, thanks mom. <laughs> Thank you. Can I leave? So, <laughs> right. So we weave it into other stuff. So mm. like if there's something on TV that we see or something on social media, like we bring, like everything is a teachable moment. Have a conversation, feel them out, see how they're doing with it. You can continue or stop. But it's not one conversation that you're having. It's a series 
of conversations that you're having. So mm. first of all, that's just kind of how we get down. When my son is in the car, he can't get away. That's when we have a lot of those conversations. And jump out the car, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a good strategy right there. And yes, it's still in in this day and age, it's still uncomfortable, you know, to talk about. But because we've laid the foundation in our household for talking about these things that are so-called taboo and uncomfortable. Yeah. He's now in the space where he's not squirming in his seat anymore. It, you know, at least now he's sitting still. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. He's like, but, okay, it's just mom. Yeah. Right. So, mm -hmm. and also as a part of our, our household, we can communicate and have laid down some other things as a part of my son's masculinity and his maleness and his, uh, just humanness, that he mm. be a person of compassion and he be a person of integrity and uh, really understanding, you know, what other people are going through and trying to, you know, walk in their shoes. The dojo that we chose, mm -hmm. um, which was one that was really about character development. So as a part mm. of that, he knows that, he, you know, he defends people who are defenseless or he at least speaks up or can mm -hmm. remove them from the situation. So all that stuff we laid for him. Mm. So we use that to couch how important it is as a male to understand the mm -hmm. menstrual cycle, to understand what a girl is going through, you know, with her body, to understand that girls may bleed through their clothes. Right. Mm -hmm. they, they may have the spot on the back of their dress or the back of their pants. And there's a lot of teasing out there oh, yeah. about that. There's a lot oh, of yeah. shaming about that. So we are like drilling into my son that one, he's not participating in that shaming. And mm -hmm. two, he's going to stand up against it. And three, he's going to walk her to the nurse's office. Mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. that's what he about to do. Mm. I love that. <laughs> and if I hear that he did not do that, man, it's on. It's on. And he don't want none of me. <laughs> <laughs> we never do. We never we never want none of mom and dad. I tell you that. that, that that's just what it is. Um, but that's great. But you but in his self-defense, it's self-defense, right? It's it's karate, it's in his dojo, right? He um, did taekwondo. Yeah. Taekwondo. It's amazing, by the way. Um, and so you're using that actually as a good gateway to channel and to instill other things other aspects okay hey this is good you know how to fight but there's other aspects to protection there's other aspects to speaking up about different um injustices that your friends might encounter right or or if if, if you have a girlfriend at 16 then then that they have right um and so that's super important and i love that you said that he needs to protect them. He needs to walk them to the nurse's office. He he needs to stand up for them, you know, especially verbally. If somebody is is verbally making fun of them or trying to shame them and things and things like that, that that is very good, very good lesson for the young boys out there, um, you know, who could be watching this. Um, you need to you need to educate yourself, and you need to be able to stand up for your friends, right? If they're really your friends. Right. You really need to stand up for your friends. And even if you don't know them, if, if, if you see something right, that's just out of pocket and you and you've learned, hey, look, that red spot. Right. Or on their clothes or whatever the case is, or, you know, if they're being made fun of because of of these things. You got to say something you got to because these are just normal, natural things that happen. 
to women and young girls out here. Um, and they, and they're no, they're ashamed too. They're, they're, that's embarrassing to them, right? It's embarrassing to adults if it happens to adults. So I know it's embarrassing to younger, to, to young girls if it happens to to young girls, right? Um, and these are traumatic experiences. But just you standing up for them and shift that narrative and shift that perspective on, on them, right? And that is something that we need in just community. Um, so I'm really glad that you that that you mentioned this um and you brought that out because it's so important that we do teach our young boys about these things. Yeah. The other thing that I would add to that as a part of our culture and educating him, mm -hmm. we've let him know that when the situation occurs that he would need to stand up for this particular matter, he's likely to experience some backlash from his boys, from his mm. home, right? So we want to prepare him for that too. Like, don't be surprised, you know, if they say you weak or you whatever, you you crazy, you whatever, da 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 girl, that's a girl, she bleeding, whatever. You know, don't be surprised if that comes. Um, mm -hmm. So that's part of the, pres the preparation as well, that you may be the lone wolf standing up. You know, mm. you you may be the only person standing up, but do it anyway. Stand mm. in it anyway. That's what leadership is about. It's mm. mm. so true, um, because sometimes leadership is not easy and you got to take a stand for right. something, even, even if it's not popular. And, and I know teasing, I'm, I know all, all about it. You know, teasing is is a unfortunately, it's, you know, is a part of, of adolescence and and young young teenagers and even young girls you know tease they tease each other you know it's not just a boy thing they, oh, these girls are ruthless out here in these streets uh, <laughs> um and because it may happen to another girl and, and maybe the other girl knows all about certain things or whatever the case is and it doesn't happen to her and then you find a girl who it does happen to it could even just be just on accident now these girls are just mm, 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 mm. and that's a shame you know, and that's that breeds more shame. Right. And then you come home and you don't want to talk about it because you're embarrassed. Right. Um, and these are the conversations that we really need to be having across the community, um, across, you know, uh, households, because it's very important, the work that you're doing. Um, so I applaud you, one, for the work that you're doing. It's very necessary um, and needed. Um across all platforms. And I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that I've, I've been able to have this conversation with you this, uh, thus far, because it, it's super important um, as people grow up, as we grow up. And so we talked about the young, you know, the, the, the young boys and the young girls, but now there's a lot of adults, a lot of women, you know, that, like you said, I have lack of education, have shame around it. You know, at, at even at the ages of thirty and forty, which 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 might surprise some people, right? Um, but now, it's the inner little girl in them that's coming out, that's speaking to them, right? The shame and this and that, right? So, what would you tell a woman now who's 30, 35, 40, right? Who still might have some shame? And who, and who may have a daughter right now, right? Who's Who wants to shy away from the conversation because maybe they don't have the tools, right? What would you say to them about how to proceed, right? 
Like, like, how would you like, what would you tell that little inner girl that's within them? Right. It's funny because last weekend I was just speaking at the Black Maternal and Feminine Health Symposium um, in, in, um, in California. And so I, in my workshop, that's who was sitting in front of me pretty much was a 30 and 40 year olds, mm-hmm. um, some adolescents in there and then some older women. But what I shared with them is that we have been misinformed, underinformed, miseducated, misled, right? Mm. And, right. Because that's the real of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We're taught to be ashamed of this. That's miseducation. That's being misled. You know, when we're taught to devalue ourselves because we have we experienced this process, that's miseducation. It's even oppression. Wow. So when and and when we have the experience of being undereducated, miseducated, you know, no education, lack of education, it makes it hard to critically evaluate what's going on. Mm. So we think that. The negative stigma is just the the norm, mm. right? We think mm-hmm. that's just how it is, how life is. Peers are nasty. It's a curse. It's an inconvenience. It da 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 da. I could, mm-hmm. you know, boom, right? And so we haven't critically evaluated the bigger picture and what's going on. And so when I start with, you've been misled, you've been miseducated, you've been undereducated. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you? What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and so then I start with, you know, um, how this is spiritual work and understanding how you were taught, understanding mm. how your mama was taught, if possible, how her mama was taught, if it's possible to, you know, get that information now and helping them think critically about how it's discussed and why. Like there are, Lots of folks who are in this, there aren't a lot of us, but the folks who do this type of work, mm-hmm. um, you know, talk about how patriarchy is like the fool in terms of communicating this miseducation, undereducation, mm-hmm. da, 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 right, being misled. And so it helps people when I lead with that, and it, it at least gets their attention because initially they're coming into it with like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to be celebrating this with my daughter. That's gross. <laughs> da, 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 right. And that's, the, that's what they're saying. And I'm like, hold up, sis. pay attention to this. And then I have their attention. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like mind blown. Aha moment. You know what you're doing there. Um, yeah. So that is is usually how I address it. And and everyone's not going to agree. Like, I'm not going to convert everybody. No. <laughs> you know, I recognize that. Um, but for the ones who are at least willing to take a look, they have those aha moments. And they're like, oh, because it was taught to me this way. This is the type of society that I grew up in. That impacts how I experienced it. Oh, well, I want something different for my daughter. So what can I teach her that's different? Right. So that's what we do. Wow. It's amazing. I love that. Um, and now, last but not least, the men. Um, <laughs> we, are, we, we are very interesting. Um, but we are the ones who shy away a lot from, from these conversations. You know, um, and a lot of it could just be you know, the ignorance of just being missing, you just not informed at all. Um, 
you know, not taking the time out to, 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 to learn. Right. Because what I, in my mind, and this is just the way my mind works. Sometimes I feel like if you can learn these things about women in this way, about, you know, the menstrual and, and, and what they go through and you develop that compassion, that empathy, right now, when it comes to other things in life, now I feel like you're, you could be open to that learning more so about pregnancy, postpartum, depression, what happens, um, you know, after they have a baby, right. Um, under and having an understanding of that person, right. And not just about how you feel and your needs and, and the things that that go on after pregnancy. Right. Um, why is she acting this way? Right. Catching on to certain things. Okay. Well, why is she going to seem like she's depressed? Why doesn't she feel like she wants to touch on me now? Why doesn't she feel like she wants to do certain things in life? Right. Like, and you get offended. Now, now you're mad at it. Right. And because you have a lack of understanding um, about their body their mental health, how much it takes to have a baby, right? And what happens after that, right? So now you're now, now you're at divorce court, right? Or now you want to break up or now you want to just whatever it is, right? Um, in response, or now you're like, you know what? Then I'll treat her like she treats me. And then now, now we're going tit for tat, right? These things happen um, because miscommunication, Sometimes the women, the women may, may not even know how to communicate what they're going through, but they're going through. And you don't know how severe postpartum depression can be. It can be very bad. Um, so I say all that to say, you know, if you can start by, by learning things like this, right, it may can open up your mind to have an understanding about other things that women go through. And have that compassion and, and empathy uh, for, for the things that they go through in life as well. And just getting that kind of an education. Uh, and I, and I think that if you really do your research and take the time, you'll understand a lot and you'll be glad that you're not the one going through it. That's number one. And the empathy and compassion will be there and you can oh, find ways to, to open up those lines of communication um, to be a help and you won't take things so personal, right? Now, everybody has to do their part. You know, I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm, I'm not saying any of those things. What I'm saying though, is to have, to get the education, to want to learn more so that you can have more in your tool belt to be a, an assistant, to be a help too. take the load off of right. your person, right? While, as they go through these things, because that's what happens. You got postpartum, but then you got to how about raise your kids? Then you got to tend to your husband. Then you got to take care of the house. Then you got to da, 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 da. And your husband's like, I want some attention too. Like, I, you know, he's like, I ain't trying to. I'm going through stuff. Right? So I say all that rambling to say um, when it comes to men, um, if you could talk to them, you know, I mean, you're able to talk to the women and, you know, uh, in your classes. And then you have this amazing workshop for dads. But if you can talk to even somebody like myself who doesn't have kids. Who's thinking about having kids or whatever the case is. Right. What would you tell them 
about how to begin even just getting an education, I would say go to Dr. Dr. Carmen, listen to some of her videos or some of her workshops. But what tools can they grasp at to say, hey, I want to know more about, you know, it's good to have kids, good to want to have kids, right? But But there's things, right? Tools in the tool belt. What could what tools can they get, right? To say, hey, I want to know more about the, you know, the the periods, you know, the menstrual cycle, the mental health behind that. Everything you talked about, the shame. Like, what are some of the things that men can do? Um, young men, men can do to really get more tools in their tool belt so they could be prepared for that journey. Right. So I think the the most important thing is learning in a supportive, non-judgmental, safe environment. So mm-hmm. sometimes men feel they feel uncomfortable because they don't know, right? Yes. They feel uncomfortable because they don't know. And so they feel uncomfortable because they're scared to say the wrong thing or ask the wrong question or, you know, whatever it is. So what I do is create a very safe, like I said, non-judgmental, safe, you know, um, environment for the learning to occur, to get the skill, because there's some skill involved mm-hmm. in, this, in addition to tools, tools and skills, two different things. You need both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's so that's what happens in the dad's Peabody Playbook Masterclass and also um, which is free by the way, online, virtual. Um, and then in my, my coaching program where we go deep, really deeper. Um, but you need a safe environment because you can read stuff online. Like you could mm-hmm. Google what's the four phases of the menstrual cycle. You could get the textbook definitions, but there's nothing like being in a community of men, being right. in a community of dads, sharing and connecting, sharing like, oh man, when I did, 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 did right? That's where a right. lot of that, that learning occurs. So sure, you know, I would encourage, you know, men to do some Googling. You could do some preliminary stuff, but I have, and I'm not trying to boast, but mm-hmm. I have seen nothing as comprehensive as what I offer, particularly to dads. Um, and dads to be, if they would like to get to be ahead of the eight ball. Um, um, I have seen nothing out there that's comprehensive. So there are some small little classes where dads can just sort of learn, um, you know, what happens for girls in puberty and da, 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 but there's not how to lean into using your special dad mojo Mm -hmm. to connect with your daughter. Like you can understand the the physical anatomy stuff. Like that's cool. Um, but there's a social aspect to this as well that you can't get learning by yourself. Like you can't right. get because it's social. Social means there's some other people involved, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the learning. So, yes, I would say, you know, you can do some Googling and I would say, you know, reach out to to someone like me who is down to earth, yeah. <laughs> who uh, recognizes the value of dads and men in terms of girls and women having a healthy self-esteem. Like it just yeah. goes together. Right. Um, so, if, you know, you want to engage with someone who, you know, is down to earth, can speak the technical stuff and the hood street stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. and leave it all together beautifully mm-hmm. then you know let's do it together and i also want to say for any man that mm-hmm. purchasing the period care products 
is not a threat to your masculinity. <laughs> Say that again. Say you, it again. Right. <laughs> Purchasing the period care products, fellas, mm -hmm. will not jeopardize your manhood. <laughs> <laughs> we won't take away your man car. If anything, <laughs> we're going to add some notches to it. Like, hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to emphasize that. No, I, and I think I think you should, because the reason why I asked that question about men is because some in before I feel like men can even get to you. Like even somebody like, like myself like doing the research on a lot of just different things when it comes to women. So I have an understanding of things with them so I can provide that compassion and, and, and empathy. Right. I think just even starting to even begin to do research, is just, it's a big step to even type these words into your browsing history, like into your browser. Right. Like it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a thing you'd be shaking. And you'd, All right, well, Iris, what am I supposed to type here? I gotta do like you gotta type this stuff into the to even want to learn. And with men, sometimes you gotta take a step, and that is one big step for mankind when it comes to even just typing these things into these words into your browser and hit and enter and going to YouTube University and Google and and looking at these things, right? Um, and so it's like before I can even get to Dr. Carmen, I got to be able to, I got to do a little bit of research on my own. But I promise you, if you do some research, I promise you, you'll have a better understanding of at least some things of what women go through. You'll read testimonials, um, you know, like you'll, you'll get a basic education, um, and, and, it's, and even while you're in a relationship, it'll help your relationship just to even have that type of understanding. And then, yes. And then let's just say, right, I want to become a dad. You call Dr. Common, contact her out. You start getting some, now you're getting a deeper level of education. But start somewhere, fellas. Even if it's just a Google search, some books, YouTube University, whatever it is. Um, start somewhere because that's also a way of how we start to heal our homes and we start to be able to communicate better with our own spouses, right? Because a lot of times it's miscommunication or lack of communication, no communication, mums the word, right? And then everybody's harvesting animosity towards the other person. Well, he doesn't understand what I'm going through. He's he's not compassionate. She don't understand what I she what's her problem? Maybe she don't like me no more. Now it's just now we're not communicating this and that there until we just hit a crash and burn. Right. And I think that um, if we can have more of these types of conversation like me and you are having right now and and it's no shame involved, it's unfiltered, it's honest, it's open. We start having more of these conversations in our own communities. I think that's that could be where it starts to having these types of conversations. Off the heart. And, um, you know, <laughs> um, but I love the work you're doing. Um, it's so important. It's so informative. I've learned. I've I've learned a lot from you to, today. Um, and I appreciate the work that you do. I, I implore women, young girls, young boys, men to really look into the work that you, that you're doing. Um, go on your website. Go on your YouTube. Um 
just take a look at everything that Dr. Carmen has to offer. I think she's amazing um, and amazing, brilliant at what she does. Um, so before we get out of here, tell the people where they can find you, how they can contact you, how they can book you for your workshop, speaking of events, see your past speaking events, your YouTube, your social media. Let, just let them know. <laughs> yes. So um, there's a freebie that I want to mention on my website. So if you go to periodofempowerment.com, no dots, nothing in there other than the dot com, um, but period of empowerment, all one word together, uh, there's a freebie tab. And that freebie is about how to make periods positive. It's a really short, little, mm. quick read, you know, take you five minutes. So uh, that is a great place to start. Um, for those men out there who are really interested in um, supporting their daughters, I would love for you to join our Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group that's for parents. There's men and women um, in it. And it's all about empowering our teen daughters. And so mm. I really, really emphasize that because of the community, right? So if you do nothing but you know, go to Google and, you know, read some stuff and then join, you know, our uh, become a part of the Facebook group and talk about what you're learning. Ask questions about what you learned, you know, when you did your Google. The support is there because that's the thing. A lot of times men will feel like they're doing this in isolation, right? mm. you know, they're doing it mm. by themselves and they are. Right. But the learn the real deeper learning comes from community. So join us. The quick little shortened link is bit.ly slash empower teen daughters. So bit.ly forward slash empower teen daughters. That'll get you into um, our Facebook group so you can learn how to continue your own learning, your own journey in terms of mm. supporting um, your daughter. So those are like the two key ways. Yes. I'm on Instagram at period of empowerment, but I'm cool with Instagram, but it doesn't give the real connection and learning mm -hmm. um, that mm -hmm. I really feel needs to occur. So I, I post a few little things on there. You mm -hmm. get a little mm -hmm. bit of learning on there. Um, <laughs> but the connection is what's really important and what I'm what I'm really wanting to emphasize. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to say that, that the community piece is so key coming together having conversations you know is just so key so those are a couple of the places where you can find me and you have a youtube too right um, i do uh period yeah. of empowerment with dr carmen again it's only like four videos on there however <laughs> <laughs> all of them pack a powerful punch in terms of the basic education um, yes. So what I have done is broken down some larger discussion videos into bite-sized chunks, which is really uh -huh. nice too. So if you, you want to learn the four phases of the menstrual cycle, there's a quick little short video on on that. You know, if you want to learn, um, you know, what happens in puberty for girls, there's a short little video on that. So you don't have to sit through a you know an hour long conversation. You can really bite it, chunk it down into into bite-sized pieces, which mm. I think is really good because then you can kind of digest, like okay. Dr. Tarman, Carmen taught me this. Let me think about this. Let me marinate on this a little bit. Um, and then I can come back for some more. So, yeah, check it I out. I love that. And I'm going to make it very easy for you guys. Everything is going to be right at the bottom. Everything, all the links are going to be right here. It's going to be right here. So you don't, you're not going to have to do anything but click and, and, and go. I'll make it super easy for everybody. 
So everything is going to be right here. Click the link. It's going to be right here in the bottom, right in in, in the bios and, and about the podcast. Everything is going to be right here in this episode for you to go ahead, click on it. Um, so there's no excuse. You're not going to have to put nothing in the browser. It's, it's going to be right there for the one click. So please go ahead and, and click and check everything out about Dr. Carmen. Um, she's absolutely amazing. And where can people go to book you for workshops and speaking events? Oh, absolutely. So a um, couple places. So one on my uh, website, there's a, you know, a contact me. Um, so if you fill that out with your information, let me know what it is that you're interested in. You can um, get that and that will connect to me. But also what I love to do more than anything is I love to talk with people. So you can book a free clarity call with what well, I call it a clarity call, getting clear on how you're going to learn about this period stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can book a free 30 minute clarity call with me. That's bit.ly forward slash Dr. Carmen session. So bit.ly forward slash D-R-C-A-R-M-E-N session S-E-S-S-I-O-N. And uh, you can book a free 30 minute. Again, no obligation. Just keep your appointment. Don't be trying to cancel on me. Um, (laughs) Time is money. Don't uh, Right, right, right. And and let's Let's do it. Let's talk about, you know, your next steps and how you're going to. And this is for anybody. This is for men, women. This is everybody. Um, You want to know how to, you know, book me for speaking engagements or anything like that. You want me to facilitate a workshop. And by the way, I will say that I have had so much success in getting this word out by like what I call like organic grassroots stuff. So one person finds out what I do, like maybe a mom and she's like, oh, I want this for my daughter. So she'll pull together, you know, uh, her daughter's friends and we'll do it either face to face, you know, or virtually. So dads, if you're out there, you're like, yeah, I got, I got some brothers who will want to, you know, want to learn about this stuff, you know, then, hey, pull them together. Let's do it. You know, or men, you're wanting to, you know, know how to connect with your, your partner who menstruates, pull them Mm -hmm. together. Let's do it. We can do this. I love it. I love everything about this. Um, and again, Dr. Carmen, it has been an absolute pleasure um, to have you on the show. Um, you know, absolutely would love to have you on again, at, at, you know, at some point and, uh, you know, maybe do some work down the road together. Um, but um, definitely appreciate this. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Like I said, I've learned. I know the audience has learned and have been blessed by this conversation. Um, so, again, thank you. For coming on and doing this conversation i really appreciate it um and this has been another episode of conversations of the heart again it is your boy t till thank you so much for tuning in share tell a friend and, and tell a friend and uh we will see you next week peace 